Hello and welcome back. Before we begin, a word from our sponsor. Is your gigantic prehistoric sea monster lacking in vitality? Does he lumber listlessly down the corridors with his green tail all limp and lifeless? Then buy new Mercuroids, the Wonder Rejuvenator. Available now for only three and six a box. Trowbridge, what are you doing? Have you taken leave of your senses? But madam, I have to do this. You're not paying me to record this podcast and I need some extra cash to buy luxuries like bread, socks and Juliet Bravo. Well, stop it at once. We're not a commercial enterprise. We do this for love, not money. Mm, Speak for yourself. When I started doing this, I thought the royalties would be pouring in. Instead, I've ended up spending a fortune on tea and biscuits for our guests. And I simply can't go on like this. Look at the holes in my trousers. I'd rather not. I've just had my dinner. Now quickly, before I make you stand in the corner again, make the announcement. Oh, very well. Ladies and gentlemen, with free spirits, but terribly overpriced shandy, it's episode 7 of Round the Archives. One, the long-awaited return of the lad himself. Stone me, this is hopeless. Coughs and sneezes, sprays, the junk in your handkerchief. Do you have to keep coughing and sneezing? I've got a cold, mate. It's not the Great Plague of London. Drink a pint of milk a day. Drink a pint of milk a day. <laughs> Hello, those blue tits have been in my milk bottle again. <laughs> Maybe you can carry on. Yes, by all means, you carry on, Mush. <laughs> it's imperative you radio for help. Roger, I will, I will. What's your exact bearing? My position is longitude. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't find my pencil. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Don't sink yet. Hang on, hang on. 23 Railway Cuttings is back on the map when a classic series returns to BBC One on Sunday at 7.15. Hello and welcome to episode seven. It is, uh, yes, isn't it? I think yes, so, yes. Oh, good. Of Round the Archives. Yes. I'm Lisa. And I'm Andrew. And that might confuse people. A mm. uh, couple of sort of mistakes and uh, amendments to. Errata. Errata. Not Errata. That was that big green thing in oh, that was Creature from the Pit. Uh, we said, I think, that series. Two of Mind Your Language was broadcast just after the 1979 ITV strike. It should, of course, have been Series 3, but I think that yes. was just a slip of the tongue. Yeah. Um, Francoise Pascal was actually born in Mauritius. She was. Um, we meant to say that. Yes. Uh, Mauritius did have Marco Polo, of course, <laughs> just to carry the hunt, hunt the Marco Polo thing going. Do we really want Marco Polo back? Well, let's have a look. Uh, according to this listing, the 20th of January 1967 saw the broadcast of The Side of the World. Okay. <laughs> Which was how the uh, newspapers in Mauritius 
Side list, of the world. Listed. Wait, episode is that? <laughs> That's the roof of the world. Oh, right, okay. The but, side of the world. But presumably the side of the world hold, holds up the roof of the world. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's like them climbing up the mountain or something. Yes. Um, the side of the world was apparently the, ap- the episode broadcast immediately after the bunk of disaster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bed. Yes. The bed of disaster. The bunk of disaster. Yeah, well, well perhaps Doctor Who did have bunk beds in the in the old TARDIS. Perhaps it's yeah. like those 70s beds oh, those, that those... fall back into the wall uh, what, what, that never actually happened. Like you're getting comedy shows. Yes. Like, like, like it was in Mind Your Language. Like in Mind Your Language. And, um, and I do so. Yes. Encyclopedia Galactica. Um, not first said by Carl Sagan. Not no. first said by Douglas Adams. No. First said by Isaac Asimov in 1942 right, in his short story Foundation. Okay. So there you go. Ooh. And William Herschel. Mm-hmm. William Herschel and his cracked paving stones. Yes. Uh, he was actually pouring liquid metal to make a telescope mirror into a mould made of horse dung. Nice. Like you do. Yeah. Um, if you're mad. He wasn't mad. He was... Eccentric. No, I don't know about that. But the mould leaked and liquid metal hit the flagstones. And according to Caroline Herschel, his sister, uh, stone fragments flew about in all directions as high as the ceiling. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that has to be the oddest set of corrections and errata we've ever done. <laughs> but what have we been doing these last few weeks? What have we been watching? Yes. You know? uh, um, we have been watching Mr. Rose. Yes, series two of Mr. Rose. Which we like. we're, we're getting on with that. Yeah. Um, because Sergeant Cork's too depressing. Yeah, <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you've got some Rent-A-Ghost and ad- yep. Adventure Game. Yep. I um, bought those, got those on the BBC two store. Of both of those yeah. from the BBC store. Yeah. And... That will give us something to talk about at some stage. At some point in the future. I've just got some more stuff in the BBC store, yes. actually. And you, you've got Robert's Robots, I've didn't got you? Robert's Robots, which I'm going to firmly blame on David Brunt. All yeah, right, OK. But episode yeah. one wasn't too bad. No, no, no. Yeah, although you can slastic. see that Bob Block does use the same sort of yeah. storylines over and over again, like private detectives yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah, he likes private detectives. Yes. Yeah. But there we go. So, um, yeah, the private detective in this one is Richard Davis from Police Sir, though, which right. is a bit weird. Yes. But uh, we should we should get a shift on, otherwise we'll end yeah. up with a two-hour-long podcast <laughs> at this rate. Um, first thing we wanted to do was do a, a tribute and overview of Alan Simpson. Yes. Um, so we'll just play another little bit of Hancock rarity trailer things. Yes. And, and come back and, and we'll talk about mostly Hancock and mostly Steptoe, yeah, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about some of the other... Yeah. Other yeah. bits and pieces of what as well. So we're mm-hmm. back in a second after we've heard from the lad himself. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Good evening. I've been asked to tell you something about my television show, which you'll be seeing over the next few months. This palatial room you see around me will become quite familiar to you. It's the lounge of my house. Well, at least it'll be mine in another 25 years if I last that long. I'm a bachelor and I live by myself. I wish it could be otherwise, but let's face it, what lady is going to come home to a place like this? This is, uh, this is Queen Victoria. She's been in the family for generations. I keep her there because of my allegiance to the flag and my dislike of the smoke that rises up from the fire and emerges from the hole behind her. This is Polly, who was shot and presented to my grandfather for his sterling work in the Anti-Blood Sports League. This house is situated in a suburb of London called East Cheam, and I dare say many of you left this area to go to Australia, and I don't blame you. Give me half the chance and I'll be out there with you. Now this was presented to my mother on South End Pier for getting three darts and the seven of diamonds at ten paces whilst dead drunk. Here is another relic you'll be seeing with me every week. Mr. Sidney James, my friend, agent, confidant and owner. How do you do? Well, I hope you like the shows. 
As he told you, I'm his best friend. But uh, if during the course of this series you find that you like me better than him, don't hesitate to write in and say so, because uh, I'm off to show me how. As you will have guessed, his loyalty to me is one of the outstanding features of this series. Well, that's it then. Hancock's half hour is the name. Give it a go. You never know, it might be a gill. Beauty. Now, I think that that's a trailer for Hancock about to be shown in Australia. I think you're probably right. <laughs> Nice. I'm clever like that, yeah. but I only just stumbled across it the other day, and uh, okay. it was very interesting yeah, to find. Because yeah. there's uh, what's out there. there's some um, S- Sergeant Cork ones for yes. Australia as there well, is. aren't there? Yes. It is. And is that he, he's, again? He's talking to camera. Yes, yeah. Yeah. interesting that. It is. Anyway, Alan Simpson. Yes. Somebody whose words have like been there all through my life i think okay yeah um, i i think i caught up with him a bit later than you because i'm not sure i saw it much before i, I mean I, I have early memories 20. of steptoe hancock i really only got into with the 80s repeats um mm-hmm. and hearing some on on the radio as well yeah. uh, but what's nice is that i'm still discovering hancock yes, as are, the yes. missing episodes yes, being, series um, with kevin dramatized. mcnally yes uh being done hopefully Thanks. i think they're going to finish them off at some point yeah uh, but well, i've been listening man, yeah he? but i've been listening to some in the car mm-hmm. and uh they're just such good scripts yeah um, yeah they're, they're very very well structured and the, and the relationships and, are really well done as yes, well between all the characters brilliantly clever and funny dialogue yeah um all in all just damn good stuff again yeah uh but mm-hmm. alan simpson uh, met uh, Ray Galton whilst they were in Milford Sanatorium mm-hmm. in Surrey when uh, they both contracted uh, tuberculosis. Yes. Um, yeah. But they soon found they had a similar sense of humour, I think. Yes. yes. And um, didn't they send jokes in or, or, or stuff into radio or something? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they sort of um, wrote for it. Well, again, they, they wrote for an awful lot of lot of people um but they soon uh, soon teamed up with tony tony hancock and sort of never looked back really i no, think no. i mean yes they did work for people like frankie harrod yes. as well and yeah. um and um hancock is really the they there's i think the thing that really made their name if you look at the sort of listings bbc listings for when hancock's on mm-hmm. it's it's really the standout show of m- most of the, those weeks because um, yeah. we, yeah. we, we did Lord Byron lived here yes um, when sort of Alan's death was announced and yes there's other stuff on but it it is the thing that really catches your eye yeah um, yeah there's an awful lot of episodes of Sergeant Bilko on yeah, at that, that, at that bit, point yeah. and I think there's about three a week or something yeah um, so it's obviously popular but, but the the, the I, th- I think it shows the sort of difference between the way American and British comedy was seen at that time. In that yes. Bill Coe's the sort of fast-talking, yeah. um, sort of on, on the make sort of um, hero, I guess. Yeah. And you but, said he always comes out on top as well. Yes, yes. You know, he always comes out yes. well at the end. But Hancock is very much the traditional underdog yes. that you get in so much of, of, br- of British, British comedy. Because yeah. mm-hmm. who was it says that Goldman and Simpson invented sitcom? Was it Alan Plater? Yeah, something like that. I think, yeah. I think yeah. Louis Barth was saying something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. And really, they, they did. Yeah. Um, 
because there wasn't anything like that before, was yeah. there, really? I mean, Hancock, of course, comes from radio, but even when it transfers to the telly, mm. it's all based around the dialogue, really. Oh, yeah. There's very, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a bit of face... Pulling. A bit of face pulling. From, from Tony well, Hancock. I mean, yes, reaction shots are very important yeah. in Hancock, yes. Yeah, but some of um, them, he's not reacting to anybody else, is yeah, he? To be fair. Yes. But, the, as I said, we, we did Lord Byron Lived Here. Mm. And it's it's a very clever piece, I think, where they're trying to do up the house, which yeah. is falling apart. It is, yeah. And they, they come up with the notion of, um, well, if somebody famous lived here, yeah. then, then maybe the National Trust or something would, would give, give, money, give yeah. us some money. So they right. go and see the National Trust, as yes. represented by John LeMessurier. Of course. He's the only person who could be the, the representative of the National Trust. And, and Sid has uh, concocted this thing that Lord Byron lived in the house yes. by writing a load of poetry on the walls yes. that he's revealed to Hancock. Because yep. Hancock doesn't know it's a fake. No. Um, no, he thinks it's true. He thinks it's true as well. Even though the poetry is obviously rubbish. Yes. The brilliant one about the moon, yes. though, yeah. it's something like, a wondrous moon that shines its beam across the rooftops of East Cheam. I'm very pleased to see your light coming out tomorrow night. Yeah. See, but that's really obviously Sid, isn't it? Because <laughs> it, it's, it's Sid's speech <laughs> Lord Byron perhaps wouldn't have written that. No. But, but yes, um, but even though the sort of National Trust turned them down, uh, mm-hmm. we then cut back to the house where they're showing a load of tourists around the house. Yes, mostly is, American tourists. Which is full of tat, basically. It is, yes. It's Lord Byron's typewriter. Typewriter, yeah. As uh, Hugh Lloyd points out, typewriter wasn't invented then. No. And the one they're trying to flog is, mm. is a later model. Yeah. Is uh, a late model. Um, what is it, Lord Byron's shaving cup or something, something isn't it? it's like a shaving that, yeah. mug yeah um he's got his crest on which is yeah. actually british rail yes and um yeah. Han- hancock's stuffed bird which yeah. has got a sign uh, a, a sign around it saying one of lord byron's birds yes which at the time we just thought was a throwaway thing but yeah. th- then we looked up uh lord byron yes and indeed he had an awful lot of animals he did at, yeah. in, in his time yes. at, at um college mm-hmm. he kept a bear he did. Well, he was at Trinity College, yeah. Cambridge. Uh, there were there was rules that he couldn't have pet, pet dogs at Cambridge, but there was no rule saying you couldn't have a bear because probably never nobody, nobody thought really that you'd, a bear, no. you'd ever have a bear. No. So he had a bear. Yeah. Uh, later on, he had cats, dogs, horses, a fox, monkey, eagle, crow, falcon, peacock, guinea hen, crane, badger, geese, and heron, and a goat and, or, a and a horse, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so Byron did indeed have have birds. Yes, and another one of Lord Byron's birds, mm. who he ran off with and caused a big fuss with, was the was the wife of the um, future Prime Minister Lord Melbourne, Lady Caroline Lamb, uh-huh. who described him as mad, bad, and dangerous to know. That's true. Which is what everybody knows about Lord Byron. Yeah, um, I mean Hancock's coming out with a load of absolute nonsense yeah, about yeah. Lord Byron. Absolute rubbish. But then we went on a history tour in Oxford. We did, yes. Um, yeah. Tell us about the history tour I in Oxford that was yes, full of nonsense. It was full of nonsense. We, I think we finished up in the, I think it's the marketplace some days of the week, but it's, it's a road and there's a cross in the road where the um, Protestant martyrs um, Ridley and Latimer were burned mm-hmm. by Mary I. And he said that this cross was there to commemorate Mary Tudor who had had her head chopped off there 
which was Mary Queen of Scots, not even Mary Tudor. And when they picked her head up, her hair fell off, which did happen to Mary Queen of Scots. But so it, it was it was he got his Mary's, he got his Mary's very mixed confused. Up. He was that or he was just completely. You were almost going to take him up. to one side and yeah. have a word with him yeah, at one point. Take him to one side and say, "Are you doing a, a, a history degree?" Yeah, I suggest you don't. <laughs> I mean, we always get Byron mixed up a bit with Shelley, with Shelley anyway. Yeah. Um, Shelley, of course, went to Oxford and um, was studying chemistry. Yeah, actually, um, oh, okay. and he did. He, he used to do things like um, electrify people's doorknobs, like you do, like you do. Mm -hmm. And when sort of women were out, outside the college, um, nattering to each other, he'd swap over their babies in their prams. <laughs> Anybody actually went home with the wrong baby. <laughs> so, naughty Shelley. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, back to Hancock. I mean, I think it's quite a good sort of parody of the way um, you go to like a stately home and yes. they just try and sell you tat, though. Yes. Pens. Pens. Um, yeah. They've always got the same sort of chocolate there, yeah, chocolate, haven't they? Chocolate, jam. L little walking stick bits of sticks of rock. Yeah. You always get those because yeah. you get those at the Science Museum. Yeah. Lots of different things. All the that, stuff yeah. that's nothing to do with the house yeah, yeah, you're yeah. in or whoever no. lived there. But no. it's just, just And you can do that thing where you put a pound in the machine and you can have um put or a, a penny, penny in and oh, you can have right. it yeah. wherever you are stamped yeah. onto it. Yeah. So it's like a pound and a penny really. Yeah, so I don't know whether sort of Galton and Simpson were, you know Parodying. Parodying all this, but it it certainly seems to be true in, in more yeah. recent years. And that, it's very that well done. It's you know, it's it's come know. come true. But um, yeah, I mean that that it it's I mean Lord Byron's a a bit of an overlooked episode of Hancock. Yeah. I mean I know people mm -hmm. always say the blood donor is brilliant, which it yeah. is. You know, um, Radio Ham is great yeah. as well. You know, all, all of these all these are very good mm -hmm. ones. But almost any Hancock is yeah. is is damn good, frankly. Yeah. And the trouble yeah. with blood donor now is that I cannot see the words coughs and sneezes spread diseases without singing it in my all head. Right. Coughs and sneezes. Oh, he's, we did it on the trailer yeah. anyway but there we so, go yeah. um but let's let's quickly zoom on to um stepto and son oh rose yes. rose rose what are you doing rose She's is chasing, chasing a tail. tail okay all right um stepto and son we just did oh what a beautiful morning we did now that's an interest that was that was your choice it wasn't was it? that's yeah. one of my favorite episodes yeah why is, why is that i don't know because it's it shows that out of the family they're not too bad <laughs> Albert they're, they're, and Harold. They're, they're actually sort They're of, actually the nicer ones. Yes. Because um, the rest of the family are really quite mercenary and nasty. Nice to see Tommy Godfrey yes. popping up from Mind yeah. Your Language. Mind Your Language. Weirdly, there. Playing a drunk again. But, um, but you've got George A. Cooper, you've yeah. got Molly Sugden. Yeah. Rita Webb. Um, and, and yes, they're all, um, they're all the relatives. It's an interesting one that I, I think in that um, Albert and Harold are quite close in that one. They it are. Seems, they sort but, of stick together. Because they're against the rest of the awful family, yeah, they're a bit more of a team. Yes, and that, that's quite yeah. a nice one. But it's interesting just to see the rest of the Stepto family. Yeah, I think that's why I like it because you get to see a broader sort of canvas hmm. of the family. I mean, I don't know how how much uh, you know and, and whether any of these characters are based on Galton and Simpson's own I w I distant family some of members. It was, was based on truth because quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that 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 that's an interesting one. I say it's it's, it's one I quite quite like that one. Mm. I wouldn't have necessarily chosen that one because no. um, mm. they they showed divided we stand yes. um, as, as a tribute, good. which is yeah. which is visually very good. Mm. It has got that that line about the cruet set in it from yeah. the scripts. If you just hold that, I'll go and okay. get the script book. Go and get the script book. But 
you you tell me you, okay. ta- you tell us a little bit about divided we stand what's, well d- what's going on? divided we stand um oh god i can't remember the reason why he puts the wall up but i think he's just had enough of his father hasn't he well yes. um yeah so basically he puts wood up to well, separate they were going to redecorate yeah they? and they put wood up to separate the house into two apartments as such um Harold being on one side and the Alpine Albert being on the other side. Hey, we are, I have the script book here. Yes, and um, so and but the, he, he puts a, a turnstile up, and you have to pay a penny to go through it. And every time you pay a penny, you mark it on the blackboard. And every time the old man goes through, he marks two up, <laughs> just to you know. Here we it. here we go. Um, or it's it's. It does have the uh, wonderful line in it. I've got the law of contract on my side when they're arguing about what they're going to watch watch on the telly. But then Albert's reply is, I've got the knobs on my side. But yes, we we have here a a little script instruction here. Albert's hand comes through the hatchway with the funniest looking child's pepper pot it is possible to find. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's a sort of wooden cat one, isn't it? It's rather sweet. And we quite like that. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't mind that pepper no, pot. No, I quite like that. Not that I use pepper, but <laughs> just to gaze at. But yeah, I mean, Steptoe, you know, can be can be quite dark. Yeah. At, at times, I yeah. think um, yeah. it's played a little less for comedy than. Yeah, there's a little bit the, more than drama than in there. But then but, there is funny stuff in there. But then you've recently got um, what some of their sort of playhouse collections, yes. haven't you? Yeah. And and the one we watched with. Yeah. Um, Stratford Johns and, and Patsy Rowland, and that was quite dark, wasn't it? Was. It? Yeah. it was, and there wasn't that much comedy in that, and that is not a criticism. Yeah, you, because you, you it, was that it was more drama more, 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 yeah. more comedy drama, and yeah. more le- leading towards drama, drama maybe. than comedy. Though the audience found lots of things tremendously funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it'd be interesting to see, you know, if if Golden and Simpson had ever been approached to to write for for some other series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they could have done some quite good, yeah. sort of you know, straight drama stuff. I mean, they're known yeah. for their their comedy. Yeah, and once uh, you get into that, it's quite hard to get out of it, isn't it? And uh, more to the point, they they the format for Steptoe and Son mm. is one of these that gets exported all around the world yeah. as well. Again, yeah. as with Mind Your Language, mm-hmm. lots of other countries pick up on it, take it, and yeah. and. Turn it. In. I mean, you've got Sanford and Son in. Yeah, you didn't like in, Sanford in and Son, did you? You said the well, old man was well, too. He, clean. he seemed a little bit too, 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 too nice. well groomed. But you know, yeah. um, maybe you couldn't get away with showing Wilfred Bramble on American television. Yeah. I don't know. But, Sitting uh, in his bath with pickled onions. Yeah, with his, with his teeth. Yeah. Um, foaming away in the yeah. in the steridant and all that. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hancock and Stepto are, you know, the the sort of the pillars of yeah. Golden and Simpson. Yeah, but let's do... not forget. All, all the other one-off ones as no, well. No, they do but, lots of other great stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the, the comedy playhouse. I mean stuff w- was just individual plays, and yes. that led to Steptoe because yeah. the offer was simply another episode in this series. Yes. Um, yes. Along with the one, there was one about the cars. In the, that's not a Golden oh, oh, Simpson. Yeah, one, the, the Golden Simpson one about the two cars, two cars getting stuck in the lane, back and up. then there's an RAC man and yeah. an AA man turn up. And yeah, that that that's been made a few times before, yeah. um, but yeah, that, that I've, I've occasionally seen that one. Yeah, that, that, that's rather good. But yeah, let's 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 just say you know, thank you, Alan. That yes, you, you know, you, you and you and Ray did brilliant some, stuff, some brilliant yeah. stuff that I I, yeah. I I still go back to all the time. Yeah, um, it, it's just 
Yeah. It's just solid stuff all the way yeah, through, and I, I wish I could write as well as that, frankly. But yeah, I don't think anybody can write quite as well as no, that. But, but, uh, but farewell, Alan, yes, and uh, thank you. Thank you. The trouble with Harold Stepto's life is that it's full of dreams, dreams of wealth, dreams of glamour, and of culture, which he so avidly desires. But in tonight's story, Harold's beat takes him to a block of luxury flats, and his dreams turn to reality in the shape of a French au pair girl, a symbol of that civilised affluence he so much desires. But she is more than a mere symbol to Harold. She is desirable. Steptoe Son is at 8 o'clock tonight. This is BBC One. And now we uh, proudly present part two, I believe, of uh, young Paul Chandler and his random questions drawn from a bag. Welcome back, Paul. So, another question, I think. <clears throat> This will be my fourth, I think. Huh. This is a good question. Which ghost from Rent-A-Ghost would you rent and and what would you ask them to do? Well, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably choose Dobbin. <coughs> Sorry, I'd probably choose Dobbin because, you know, he'd be a good, uh, I think he'd be a good um, babysitter. You could, you would entertain the children. I don't have any children, but just in case, if if I ever did, it would be good to have a built-in babysitter, or actually an adult sitter. I mean, Dobbin, I think, would keep anybody in charge. If you had guests and you didn't really, you were just tired of them, but you wanted someone to look after them, um, you know, Dobbin would probably come in and do a little dance, maybe levit, not levitate, but dematerialize, or cause some sort of chaos. It would uh, it'd also be quite good if you wanted to commit a crime. You could go, like, go to the local bank or something, or go to an art gallery, bring Dobbin with you. He'd cause a scene. Um, the guards would be... Um, they would be distracted, and you could nick it, nip, nip around the back and steal, like, the Mona Lisa or something. Um, or, you know, any of those. Anything nice. Anything with a nice, nice bit of... Uh, yeah, some of those Canaletto paintings of Italy, I like them. So I think Dobbin could help me. Um, you know, he could probably help me steal them. And then later, he could probably help me take them home because you know you could, I could probably ride on his back. Um, if Dobbin wasn't available, I was had quite a fondness for Miss Popoff or or maybe McWitch. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what would I ask them to do? I mean, I would just like to... I think I'd just like to go for tea with the Miss Popoff. I think she'd be fun. I think I think um, that might be slightly the idea. I think I'd quite like to go out for a cup of tea with Sue Nichols, to be honest. Um, and uh, I think she'd be good fun. So, you know, failing going for tea with Sue Nichols, going for tea with, with Miss Popoff would be equally as good. And, um, you know, at least if you got fed up with talking to her... Uh, yeah, if you got fed up with talking to her, you could uh, just get some flowers and she'd vanish. It's a very good way of, you know, sometimes if you go and see friends and they overstay their welcome, it, it, it uh, yeah, I think it would be a good way, a good thing to, a good friend to have that you could get rid of her. <laughs> Once you were done, that's, that's my answer. Let's see, what's the next question? <clears throat> hmm. 
Not a good question. What old forgotten comedy series should they repeat? Um, well, I would say um, George and Mildred. I mean, it's not. I don't know how forgotten it is. Depends who the audience is, but uh, I do love. I have recently watched George and Mildred, having presumed that it was just, a, you know, so what? Nothing to be. Uh, uh, nothing to. to uh, of any note, and. Uh, I watched it and loved it so much so that I've gone back and bought Man About the House and um, I'm very pleased to find that I kind of thought well maybe George and Mildred would be a le lesser characters in Man About the House or you know it would, it would seem a step back but actually you know their bits are usually the best bit of the episode so so George and Mildred um, what else have I been buying I mean I have been uh, I have been watching some things like Mary Tyler Moore show, which is, uh, you know, I've only just started, and, and very sadly, Mary Tyler Moore has just died at the t the day before I recorded this. But um, you know, there's a lot of funny things in the Mary Tyler Moore show, and I've been watching things like Maud, which is be with B. Arthur, and some of these shows they're quite groundbreaking. You know, they're quite. You're quite surprised by some of the topics that they're covering and um you know these are shows that i believe were shown in the uk but before my time and probably haven't been repeated or if they have they've been repeated on channels that i didn't have access to so other uk other uk shows um <laughs> it's gonna sound morbid again and, and i guess it's not a show that's totally forgotten by any means but to me, it's a new show. I've recently started watching Hello, Hello. Of course, Gordon Case just passed on, and again, I thought, oh, Hello, Hello is just some old. Just you know, I don't remember. You know, I remember it being avoided, but I probably, um, I, I probably just would flick, flick the channel if it came on. Oh, not another episode of, not another episode of Hello, Hello. But um, I'm watching it now and laughing like a drain. And actually, there were scenes in it where you can tell the actors. Uh, of um, uh, finding it very difficult not to laugh or failing, you know. There's one cliffhanger at the end of um, season, uh, season one, episode where there's a, there are some landmines in a coffin. The the carriage with the coffin breaks away and goes down a hill and it explodes. And the two uh, German um, officers watching start to talk, and then some mud falls down on one of their heads, and then falls down. A, um, on the other one, and when when it falls down on the 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 female soldier, the other guy says, "I I found that very amusing." And then it falls on him, and he goes, "I did not find that amusing." And the actress has to turn away. She, as the titles are about to roll, she turns away, and you can see she can't. She's just laughing naturally. I mean, she's trying sort of to hide it, but there's no way that you know her character is meant to be laughing and. and just seems like it's probably was a great show to be <laughs> involved with it just looks like it was a scream um but you know there'll be young people who've never heard of a low low but people our generation yeah it's not a lost not a, a lost comedy it's more i suppose what i'm saying is there are quite a few shows out there which are perhaps underappreciated and you get to the stage where yeah you accept that programs like that uh 
like the 40 Towers and Monty Python and so Yes, they're great, but are they so much better than a lot of the other shows like George and Mildred or Hello, Hello? I'd say the difference between them is very, very little. The, 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 the quality is, is, um, is almost the same. They're almost as good as each other. And, um, I've actually bought quite a lot of shows and I, you must come back and speak to me again perhaps at some point and I'll tell you what I think of them. I've bought quite a lot of things like George and the Dragon. I've bought um, Bless This House. I've bought Father Dear Father. I've bought a lot of, of comedy and I just haven't got around to watching it yet. So, um, I mean, of more, more recent shows that I, I've loved... Um, Grandma's House, I love that. That was underappreciated, hidden away on BBC Four. Um, I, uh, there, there are lots of, you know, things that are just shown on on BBC Four with like 0.2 million viewers watching it, and you think this should. Why is this not on BBC One? I, I don't understand. Um, uh, Again, I could go on for days about this subject, and um, I I must admit that I've picked these questions without looking at them. I wanted to be surprised, so I haven't been able to do my research. If I came back and did these questions again, I might uh, have um, got the names of some of other shows, but uh, maybe another time. Maybe another time. Right, another question. I think I've got two, three, three more. Um, What missing episodes of anything would you like to see returned? Um, well, Doctor Who is the one that really comes to mind. Um, um, probably Patrick Troughton episodes above William Hartnell ones, Faceless ones, Evil of the Daleks, Fury from the Deep... Um, uh, we're in space. Any, any sort of that era. Uh, I'm not. I'm certainly not saying that if um, earlier episodes turned up, I wouldn't be excited. But um, William Hartnell era has never really uh, floated my floated my boat quite as much as the Patrick Trout era and beyond. But uh, <coughs> anything really. Of Doctor Who, um, it would be there is one. There is only one episode out of twelve hundred and something episodes of Dark Shadows that is missing, so that would be nice to have that back. I don't think it's a particularly exciting episode, but it just seems, you know, how can you lose one episode of Dark Shadows? It's, that's just carelessness. Um, uh, again, I could bore for Britain on that subject. So yeah, that missing episode just to make everything complete. Um, I guess I love I love the Avengers, but I don't know how much I like that early era of the Avengers. But you know, obviously, anything that makes the series more complete, um, you know, most of the episode the episodes of the Avengers that do exist are the is the era I like. So, um, um, what else? Uh, <clears throat> you know, those those are probably. The, the main ones it would be it, it would be nice if uh, 
I've sort of lost track a bit as to you know what's still missing of things like Tony Hancock so you know any any TV Tony Hancock that's uh, that's missing um, it's one of those things that sort of fascinates me you know I love you know I'm a librarian a little I'm a, I am a librarian I am um, and I've always been interested in missing archives uh, missing episodes and archi TV archives etc and I love reading those articles about what's missing but in turn it also kind of makes you frustrated and there's not much that you can come away you know it, it just kind of reminds you how annoying it is that these people got rid of all these tapes oh I remembered now the thing above would I say above Doctor Who yes let's be bold here um the thing I most want returned, even more than Patrick Trout and Doctor Who, is I can hear Troby and Lisa. They they may have even have guessed. Season one, season two of Ace Ones, please. And if you want to lose a couple of seasons of Tomorrow People and uh, as a swap see, that's fine too. <laughs> oh, poor old Tomorrow People. It's like the simple, the simple um, sort of yoke. It's like the yokel of children's TV series, you know, compared to the um, the genius of of Acer ones. <laughs> that irritate a few people. But it's not like I've ever made my my love of Acer ones. Um, I've never been. I've always been quite open about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Acer ones is one of those shows that could be could have should have been made into a um no it, it's far too good as a children's series it should have whereas tomorrow people suits a, a sort of younger audience i think ace of ones could have been an adult show or a family show at least um and it could have been brought back and made in a modern day in you know 80s 90s now there's always there'd be a way of, of doing it but i suppose you know in a way like they've recently remade uh, how many times now have they made Dirk, Dirk Gently at least twice uh, with only a couple of years in between the BBC did it and now I'm watching a version on Netflix you, you know you can always see you know that could have been Ace of Ones that, the, the quirky male lead and all that sort of thing anyway <laughs> And thank you once again to Paul, yes, who will be you, back in very interesting. episode eight. Episode eight. God, how, would he, how, would he, how did we get home Paul sleep? mentioned um, Mary Tyler Moore show, yes. and coincidentally, an episode of the Mary Tyler Moore show was shown on BBC One the same night as Steptoe and Son, Oh What a Beautiful Morning. Steptoe oh, okay. was on at uh, 20 past nine. Mm-hmm. Mary Tyler Moore show was on at 6.50 just before Zed Cars. Okay. Uh, Zed Cars was the episode Missing by Bill Rutledge. So we're talking uh, the, the 6th of March, 1972. Okay. Also shown that day was Bump with Becca. <laughs> but that's really for Matthew Th Sweet. That's that strange drunken woman yeah. jigging about. Exercising. Exercising, yeah. yes. Drunkenly. Yeah. Um... We didn't mention that William Mervyn pops up in um, Lord Byron, Lord lived, Byron here. lived Here. Yes, he does. Um, and yes. as we've been watching Mr Rose, that yeah. was a nice surprise to it see was. him. Yeah. See Did him you look in, in the camera that time, 
<laughs> no, not directly no. into the camera. No, he looks in the camera in the Mr. Rose we've just seen. Yeah. Yeah. So, staring into your soul, I think, yes. isn't it? <laughs> what else? Um, we've... Oh, we we also didn't say about the stepson. So I know what to push you on in. We said that they were together mm. on it. We didn't say that for once they come out on they top. They come out on top. Yeah. I think which that's is, the only episode where which, they come out on top, which is quite quite rare. Yes. We'd also said about Impasse, which was the uh, the one with the two cars, mm -hmm. and there's umpteen versions of it. Um, the original one is with Leslie Phillips and Bernard Cribbins. Yes. Um, but it's one of those ones that is uh, made several times. Also popping yeah. up in the original one is Duncan McRae, Campbell Singer, mm. Youth of Joyce, amongst others. Mm -hmm. There's a Paul Merton version. Right. Um, Paul Merton, Sam Kelly, Phila Delore, Dennis Lill and Roger Lloyd Pack. Okay. Or Jeffrey Whitehead. Um, there's also a radio version mm -hmm. um, which starred Mitchell and Webb. And that was done in 2009. So yeah, what I said wow. about these scripts keep coming round. Yeah, They're such yeah. good scripts. They keep you keep they keep made. being being remade. Well, I suppose with that sort of thing, there's nothing to date it really. No, no. So I you mean, can make just, it in any yeah. time for anybody. But yeah, it just just shows how. I bet David Mitchell was very good. Yeah. He's well, very we'll good have, at we'll have, being ranty. Listen to those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there we there we go for those. Um, as we've been sort of talking mm -hmm. and recording, we've. Heard about some more discoveries. We've had some yet, yet more discoveries. Yes. Um, Zed Cars, Truth or Dare, Yay. from 1962, making the third episode of Zed yeah. Cars in only a few months. We love Zed Cars, even if it's not a very good episode, David Brunt. Yeah, David Brunt was uh, not that over over the moon about it. I think no. he might have preferred something else, but, yeah. you know, another Zed Cars is another Zed Cars. Also, yeah. a Dickie Henderson show from 1963. And a Scylla, you said. And a Scylla, yeah. Black show. Um, seeing if I can find, yes, from 1968. So, um, possibly some more stuff to come in the next few days. Oh, the phone's ringing. Okay, I think you better pause a minute while I go and see who's on the phone. I, I think that's going to be... Oh, you better go and see on the phone. I think, I'm sure that's, an, that's a number unobtainable. Yeah. Shall we go and have a look, <laughs> listeners? <laughs> come on, let's go and listen I to our phone. Lisa can't because she's got the phone. She's got the cat. Oh, it says number withheld. Now we don't we don't talk to people who are number withheld. Okay. I'm going to keep this in because that is like background, background <laughs> fun. <laughs> oh, there we go. Sit down again. Oh, I noticed when I sat down previously, mm. the noise made that the the chair made a noise like a Reggie Perrin chair. Oh, okay. You can you can hear a very faint sort of. When I sit down, <laughs> oh, but honestly, that wasn't me. Okay. Um. So yeah. So possibly some more stuff. Mm. Uh, to be announced in a while. Also, odds and ends. Um, we'd been talking about mind your language last time, but we had. Um, we were somewhat shocked, and, well, surprised and delighted, more, surprised and delighted, to find out that not only does this silly old podcast have um, listeners in the United Kingdom and the United States, mm. we've also got listeners in Belgium, uh, the Netherlands, Hungary, France, Ireland, and Belarus, Belarus. which I had to look up. You did. It's near Russia. Yes. So, hello to everybody. Yes. Thank you for listening. Out, out there. I hope you understand what we're talking about. Yeah, I hope we make some sort of sense. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because we... Perhaps they're just listening for Rose. Well, maybe. I mean, there, there might be yeah. cat fans amongst them. But, um, yes, I think that's it for the for the odds and ends. I'm sure yeah. we'll think of something in a minute that we've yeah. forgotten. But uh, but now we, we just wanted to talk about John Hurt. Yes. We're going to talk about a thing that John Hurt was in... Very early on in his career. In, early on in his career in mm. a minute. Uh, but John Hurt 
generally. Yes. Well, Lisa, you, you've... It's, it's, well, he you've, seemed like he was a very nice man. Yes. No, and um, there are lots of reports of him being very gen- a very generous actor. And one of those reports is from um, Jacqueline Pierce, yeah. who plays Serverland. Did she say this when we were at... She said something... She, she, no, she said about... She, he let him When she came back from India last year, she had nowhere to stay. Right. So he just let her stay in his house. Right. Um, and apparently, because there's a tribute to John Hurt in the latest DWM, which is very good, and you should get it, have you not yet read it? Um, there's a thing in there about uh, earlier on in her career, she was a bit short of money, so he just gave her an envelope stuffed with money. All right. Just, okay. just randomly. Gosh. So, and um, it's obviously been in lots of things. Yes. Um, well, before we go through what, what he's been in, do, yeah. if just hold hold the recorder okay. a minute. I've got a... I've got a I was sort of reading Kenneth Williams' diaries, um, as I often do, Mm -hmm. and I found this entry from the 27th of October, 1962. So it's it's round about the time of his Z-Cars appearance, I believe. If you'll just hold the book, Lisa. i just check when his Z-Cars appearance is. Unfortunately, his Z-Cars appearance is missing, but it's the earliest thing listed. Um, so it's it's Assault. Mm. Now, Assault is broadcast, oh, 17th of July, 62. Mm. Um, appearance in court, which is the episode before exists, but Assault, Sunday morning and Unconditional Surrender, all missing, sadly, which are the last three of season season one of zed cars um so we can't we can't see him in in assault but a few few months after after that was broadcast Mm -hmm. kenneth williams wrote in his diary um about he went to um went to see the film the wild and the willing which was a real old hodgepodge um there was one actor john hurt who was just superb one of those faces that acts, an actor who lets you see thoughts and hear dialogue about something else. That rare thing, an authentic actor. I think he will become a star. The voice quality had such a rare timbre. Oh, it was a joy to see such acting. Mm. Now, given how snippy Kenneth Williams can be, be very snippy, yes. in his um, yes, diaries, um, diaries, getting getting praise like that is uh, is rare. Is rare. Mm. He says. Uh, the wild and the willing is that mm. what it's called i don't know i'm not sure because i've got young and willing okay. here but let's let's yeah, but bearing in mind imdb is not the most reliable yes. of subjects let's have a look on, on his career but yes mm. yes it is the wild and the willing yeah yes according to that so mm. and perhaps young and willing is something else i don't know let's mm-hmm. let's have a look but uh, talk, talk talk some more about john right uh, something else we also wanted to mention is um obviously he's he was in the um, 50th anniversary episode of Doctor Who mm-hmm. as the War Doctor. Now, before he was in that, he's in the episode of the in the end of the previous episode, which is the name of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Now, some people at work were a little confused because okay. it was around that time that they announced that um, Matt Smith was leaving, and they thought that John Hurt was going to be the next Doctor. All right. And I explained this was probably rather unlikely because a you know he's, he was quite a famous actor, and I don't think he would have committed to a series of Doctor Who. And also, with all the best will in the world, he wasn't getting any younger at that point, and it might have been quite hard going for him, being about sort of seventy-two or whatever he was at that stage. 
But it's a nice thought that John John Hurt is the Doctor. <laughs> you know, which he is. He is the Doctor, and for that seventy-five minutes, didn't didn't some people good. think uh, when it came up introducing John Hurt as that, the Doctor that that was Doctor Who's real name? Yeah, but they're stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, obviously, yeah, you, you know, he only had the 75-minute episode to make a character, which he did really well. And by the end of the episode, you really liked the character, and he is the Doctor. Um, but we've obviously had some spin-offs from that afterwards. Yes. Uh, one of those being the Big Finish War Doctor stories, which we have the first set of stories which we've not listened to. That's not unfamiliar, but we will get round <laughs> to it. And also, um, they there was a book done for the uh, children, children, Caldwell Children's Charity. Yes. Um, edited by Declan May, with stories by lots of different people. And there's three stories in there featuring um, somebody that you may have heard recently on our podcast, Jenny Shirt. Yes, because Jenny... Yes, is the girl with the purple hair. And she's, she's effectively John Hurt's companion yeah, in these on stories. Off. Yeah, in these stories. Yeah, he I comes mean, and picks her up and, and... The actual stories are by Declan May and John and Davies. John Davies, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, and... We got her to sign sign the book. We did get her to sign the book. She was very reluctant, bless her. Yeah, very surprised that... Yes. But she's in it, so... We'd want her signature, yeah. but she's um, the companion in, yeah. the, in the stories, so... And when he was... On one of his, I think it's possibly the only convention appearance he did last year, I think it was Gallifrey, um, somebody asked him to say hello to Jenny. And there's a lovely video of John Hurt saying, hello, Jenny, thank you for being my companion. Oh, yes. And he's probably got no idea what they're talking about, <laughs> but he does it so wonderfully yes. and with so much um, conviction that it's a really lovely thing. It just shows you what a nice man he is or yeah. was. Um and he also, I think, at that convention, David Bickerstaff got him to do the speech from the Zygon story. Yeah. Um, which he does rather well, obviously, because he's a very good actor. So, I mean, that one you can actually look on up on YouTube, I believe. I don't think Jenny's one is on YouTube. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just a really nice thing. It's a nice personal thing to somebody that he's never met. Mm. Um, and it means a lot to her, I think. Oh, I've just, <laughs> I just found Wild and the Willing again. Right, okay. There is an entry on... Wikipedia. There is a note, Wild and the Willing original title, also known as Young and Willing. Right. So, yeah, okay. that was the same thing. Right. But, he, uh, yes, he plays um, a student, I believe. Okay. Phil. Right. Um, yes, let's have a look. Mm -hmm. uh, just go back to John Hurt's thing. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's... that's. don't know quite when that would have been filmed. Um, when was it out? Well, it was out in October when... Right. Um, yeah, also the sixty-two. Kenneth Williams saw it, but obviously it was filmed a bit before then. Yeah. Um, so whether that's before or after Zed Cars, I'm not entirely sure. Right. Um, well, that's one of those things that's not really very yeah, easy to find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, so that's rather difficult. But so. but the thing we're going to look at in in a little while yeah. um, is it's about sort of the sort of tenth or eleventh thing, but it is actually available. Yes, it exists. Yes. Which, <laughs> not not all of this stuff no. you can see, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but what else we're going we're going to say about? Well, obviously about he's, John. he's famous for being in the Elephant Man. Yes, which I've never seen. No. But, but you've, I, got, you've got it sitting. I over have there. got it sitting over there, and I will get round to it. But I, it's I think it's one of those things that I'm gonna. It's gonna be really wonderful to watch. It's beautifully filmed, but it's gonna make me cry and it's gonna make me angry yeah. because of the way John Merritt was treated. 
But or what, Joseph Merrick, I should say. Caligula in iClaudius. Caligula is absolutely fabulous. If you've not seen iClaudius, watch iClaudius. It's got an absolutely stellar cast. It's got Brian Blessed and Sean Phillips and Derek Jacobi and John Hurt as Caligula. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a bit at the end of one of the episodes, and it's after he because Caligula slept with his sister, like you do, and his sister becomes pregnant, and he remembers the story of the Titan Kronos, mm-hmm. who was killed by his son. Yeah. So basically, he carves the baby out of her stomach, takes the baby from her stomach, killing her and the baby. And apparently they, there is a bit of a cut to it because the door opens and he comes out and he says, don't go in there. And I can't do it the way he does it, but it's absolutely marvellous. And then the camera moves around to show her with a lot of blood on her. And somebody objected to this, so the BBC cut the episode and that cut. Yeah, the surviving episode, the surviving episode doesn't has have, that cut. Doesn't, doesn't have they that don't sequence have that in sequence it. In no. it. it was junked. Um, but we did speak to Patricia. I got Patricia Quinn to sign one of my covers because she's also in it, Patricia Quinn um, of, I, of I Claudius, and she did say um, that they kept he kept getting them to put more blood on him <laughs> when he's killed. Yeah. More blood. I've got to have more blood um, because obviously Caligula is, is stabbed to death. Yeah. Um, by Patrick Stewart, I think. <laughs> oh, no, not by Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is in it, but he's not in that bit. But Bernard Hill's in it. Yeah. So he's, he's the, the um, leader, of the, leader of the Praetorian Guard that makes Claudius Emperor. All right. With a northern accent. <laughs> but, you know, even Romans come from the north. So, but yeah, I, we, I highly recommend our Claudius because yeah. that is very good in that. So, mm. and it's got a great cast. It's got Stratford Johns in it and... Um, John Paul from Doom Watch being John Paul from Doom Watch but <laughs> it's, it's very good <laughs> okay any any more thoughts or, um, or should yeah, we move I, on to I, the episode well I just think John Hurt is basically very good in whatever he's in yes so yes. you know we salute you John yes so what we're going to um, do now is I said one of his very earliest appearances yeah and it's uh, the episode title is the Tin God. Yes. Um, which doesn't give much away. No. But it's from a series that we've again discovered yeah. fairly recently. Fairly recently, yeah. Uh, Gideon's Way. Gideon's Way, yeah. From 1964. Yes, so we'll just play a little intro okay. to it, and then we'll get into the the blurb about the actual episode. Thank so you, Luke. Back in a second. Bye bye. <laughs> city, London, 800 square miles, vast, sprawling, restless. Over 8 million people live and work, love and play, hate and die. On the fringe, hidden in the shadows, those who prey on the innocent. Steal. Destroy. Attack and kill. When they do, it's a job for me and the Criminal Investigation Department. So, uh, 
Gideon. Yes, Gideon's Way. Yes, or mm. Gideon CID, if you're American, I believe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> usual, uh, usual confusing uh, thing. Yeah. Oh. ITC series. Yes. Uh, so, from the mid 60s. Yeah. So Monty Berman. Monty Berman, mm -hmm. music by Edwin Astley. Mm -hmm. um, Monty Berman and Edwin Astley, um, later working on all sorts of other things uh, between them. Um, Randall and Hopkirk, deceased, being one. Mm -hmm. um, Jason King, Department S. Yeah. The Champions. Um, Monty Berman working a lot with, with Dennis Spooner. Mm -hmm. Edwin Astley's theme to Danger Man. All right. And The Saint. Mm -hmm. um, Randall and Hopkirk again, Department S. So two people with a, a at this point, a, a big career ahead yes. of them, actually. Yeah. Um, but Gideon's made all on film. Yes. I said ITC, yep. very early days of ITC. And you get an awful lot of very good London filming yep. in this. Yep. The, 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 there is the obligatory Big Ben Red Bus shot <laughs> for the Americans. You can tell it's being made for, yeah. for an American sort yeah. of. Oh, yeah, tick. Audience, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah especially uh, as, as at one point. You pointed out that one of the police officers was shows to the cop. Yes, the police. The, the, the police were not, even call themselves cops. cops. Everybody I, calls them cops. I don't believe that, that that particular time they would have called themselves cops. I no. think they probably were referring to officer. Yes, so, mm. yeah, but yes, the the episode is um, now. Now we have to get this round the right way. Yes, because uh, this has already confused me. Yes, the episode mm -hmm. is episode one hundred and one in production order. Yeah. So May, June, July, nineteen sixty-four, mm -hmm. but broadcast on the seventeenth of June, nineteen sixty-five, as yes. episode fourteen. This is correct. Yeah, on the DVDs, on the they're first. they're in production order. Yes. Why do you do that? But the first episode broadcast is the Alfie Bass one, State Visit. State Visit, yeah, which yeah. is obviously intended as a as an introductory episode, mm. because. In the plot, I won't say too much, but in the plot, somebody's going to try and blow somebody up. And it just so happens that Gideon's wife and son are in the audience, which is so we obviously... better explain who, what Gideon actually is. He's oh, commander. Gideon is Commander Gideon. Commander Gideon. Yeah. Which is quite, a, as you pointed out, he's, he's quite a high rank, actually, yes, to be the star of the TV show. Yes, it's unusual to have a show based yeah. around Normally somebody... Normally somebody much lower down in the chain. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, sergeant is, is yeah. you know, is more typical of, of the sergeant or inspector, maybe. Yeah. But George, uh, George, Commander George Gideon comes from the... Um, John Creasy, or as he was writing as J.J. Marrick, yeah. Gideon set of books. And there's an awful lot of them. Now we've got, here we are, we've got the Gideon <laughs> Omnibus, which yeah. contains Gideon's Day, Gideon's Week and Gideon's Night, which, which is, is the, the first, first three, three 1955, 56, 57. Yeah. And I have to say, for, for books that are Blimey, written... there's a lot. Yes, there's a lot of them. And for books that are written initially in the, in the middle of the 50s, they're quite hard-hitting. There are even Gideon books written after Creasy's death. Oh, right. Oh, God. By William Vivian Butler. Yeah. Gideon's Force, Law, Way, Raid and Fear yeah. up to 1990. Gosh. Okay. So this is like almost sort of Gideon the New Adventures. The New Adventures, yeah. <laughs> Too broad and too deep. Yes. Gideon's Fog, there yeah. is. Yeah. 
it's, it's, it starts to sound a bit like sort of Blake Seven episode because yeah. you've got Gideon's power. Okay. Uh, Gideon's river. Gideon's wrath. I wonder if he gets his power in Gideon's power. I don't know. We will get our power. Mm. But yes, goodness me, there's a lot of Gideon's. There is a books. lot of books. And, um, but the book, the version we've got, has got a lovely police box on has, the front, hasn't it? It has. And, and indeed, there may there's not a, be a picture of There's a lovely police box in the episode. There is. There um, is. And it even has its light flashing at one point, yes. which means it's in use. But let, let's say what the plot is. The, the uh, plot is that um, two um, prisoners escape from prison. One of these prisoners is played by John Hurt. Yes, looking very young. Looking very young. And the other one's played by Darren Nesbitt. Yes, with his pale eyes coming across very weird in black and white. Yeah, because he's got really pale blue eyes. Yes. And it just makes him look strange in black and white. I mean, this is the point at which Darren Nesbitt is very much in the sort of... in the sort of villain stage. Yes, he's the number one villain at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, I mean, late, later on... He, he goes on to play a policeman. He does, actually. Yeah. Um, yes, he, he's... Uh, what's, the, what's the series? Special Branch. Special Branch. Oh, he's a bit of a dodgy policeman. 1969. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Detective mm. Chief Inspector Jordan. Yes, mm. here we go. Um, he was, of course, um, a number two in The Prisoner. It's he your was. funeral. He was. And he's, he's Tigana of in course. Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> he is in the uh, episode of Mr. Rose. All right, okay. Um, the Deadly Doll, if you remember that episode. Oh, 10. yeah, we've seen yeah, that we've one. Seen yes, that. yes, yes, he's a bit dodgy in that, actually. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. Continuing yeah. the dodgy phones. He's in UFO. Yeah. Uh, we've got that. Oh, we might watch that at some point. <laughs> uh, he's even in a Bergerac. Um, All right, okay. Season 8, My Name's Sergeant Bergerac. Oh, that's the one with Tony Robinson, I think. 1990, Mm. yes. But yeah, so so Darren's Darren's the sort of main guest star, isn't it? But let's talk about Gideon himself, played by John John Gregson. Gregson, Yeah. Now, in in the sort of, um, I I'd only really known the name John Gregson Mm. from a a line in the 1973 Steptoe and Son Christmas special, right? Which, if I refer to my book, scene eight. Albert enters and puts a paper hat on the skeleton's head and a cigar in its mouth. There you are, John Gregson. Yes, because he was apparently the voiceover for Hamlet Scars. Yes, he advertised mm. Hamlet. And as, yep. as I said to you, not the um, the Shakespeare play. No. Not the hamster stroke guinea pig from the yeah. um, Pathfinders mm. The amazing serials. acting guinea pig. Hamlet, he's frightened. He's sensed something. That's that's one for Simon Exton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but no, Hamlet, the mild cigar yes. that you find under benches and hedges. <laughs> apparently, apparently, that's a Baron Knight's joke. I God. think. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I mean, jo- John Gregson, I didn't really know. Yeah. Um, but I think his most famous role is in Genevieve. Yes, he's he's in that. Which he stars opposite he's in, Kenny Small. He's in quite a few films. Um, Whiskey Galore, Lavender yeah. Hill Mob, Titfield Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, this is quite a serious part for him. Yes. And so. we, we did we did discover um, a thing. Um, he, he died aged... Um, 55. 55. Um, in January 1975. And his final TV role was a southern television serial, yeah. Dangerous Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um Broadcast in seventy six, yeah. and we have found that knocking about. Yeah, so that uh, must recently. have been filmed not long before he died. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, so... Uh, that, but to that, sit on the shelf for nearly a year doesn't bode well. Yeah, I haven't... Um, I only watched a few yeah. seconds of it, but you can it, you can still tell it's him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's got the face sort of distinctive. He has got voice. quite a distinctive voice, yeah. even though it's not very distinctive on the Hamlet advert. Yeah, we were going. Is that him? Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So he's the, he's the uh, sort of linchpin of the yes, of, of the, the series. You, you do get um, a number of other yeah. sort of regular. Yeah, you got Alexander Davion. Yes. As his detective inspector. With his loud shoes. With his loud shoes. They've all got loud shoes. Yes. You couldn't creep up on villains in the 60s. They're, they're doing... They just hear you coming. Him and a constable are yeah, running are along running, yeah. the street at yeah. one point. And they... They get tap, a cheer. Tap, 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 yeah. and there's a load of blokes yeah. stood outside some sort of... Well, it's it's filmed all around Iron Gate Wharf. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of warehouses around there. Um which is one of the filming locations for Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yeah. Um, and all of this has sort of since been redeveloped. Demolished. But, yeah, there's just a load of blokes hanging around, yeah. clearly being told yeah. we're going to do some filming if you just want to stand in the background. Yeah. But they sort of pelt along, the, the, the officers pelt along the sort of road and there's yeah. this rage yeah. as they go past. <laughs> and you almost get the feeling that... Um, yeah. Oh, blimey, we'll leave it in. We can't afford to reshoot it. No. I mean, I but not... they say I've got extremely noisy shoes. I've noticed that in Zed cars. That yeah. when I think it might have been Brian Blessed when Fancy runs, he's got quite noisy shoes. And I think Warren will have to confirm this in a future issue, but I believe that um, the police corruption unit, whatever they were called at the time, mm. used to stick rubber on their bottom of their oh, boots so, you could so they could up creep people. up on people. And um, were since, hence called rubble healers. You, you mentioned uh, Warren, and um, mm. we have to say that at this point in um, sort of metropolitan um, sort of his- history, they're located in the um, embankment area. Yes. Um, in in old Scotland Yard. Well, well, this this is the thing. Um, <laughs> it gets a bit complicated. The new Scotland Yard that we call the new Scotland Yard is actually mm-hmm. the new, new Scotland Yard. Yeah, because there was another Scotland Yard. Um, where they are at this point is where they moved in 1890, which was n- named New Scotland Yard. Mm. <laughs> but then they moved again. To the to the one to with the, the whirly sign. The whirly sign, which you've stood outside. I stood outside, yes. I the, didn't stand outside the whirly sign. No, but you stood outside with a load of bags when yeah, we I were was filming there, the filming there yeah, once. And, looking embarrassed. Uh, yeah, you had to go, uh, mind a load of bags yes. and a load of policemen kept coming past and well, looking they, at you. they would, wouldn't they, because they were going to the building. You'd never be allowed to stand outside there with that many bags no. now, would you? But, um, wouldn't have been allowed to stand no, anywhere with that many bags. <laughs> Yeah. But yes, um, also in it is Michael Cashman. Yes, um, he's quite young at this point, isn't he? Born nineteen fifty. Yeah, so he's what fourteenish. Fourteen, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look fourteen. He looks a lot younger than that. Yeah. So, but we, again, he's one of these people. We we came across him, um, realised it was him, sent him a picture on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, blimey, that's me." Yeah, is that out on DVD? <laughs> Yet another person that doesn't, doesn't know, know their stuff yeah. is. Is, is available. I think he was quite pleased to yeah. to see it. Sid, Sid, he yeah. plays, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, and there is um, there's a bit as well in in there because there's there's a bit with Gideon at home with his wife, and his son comes in mm-hmm. to ask about some homework, and his son's played by Giles Watling, yeah, who's Jack Watling's son and Deborah Watling's brother, and there's a link 
with Jack Watlin to there's a film version of the Gide- of Gideon's Day. Hmm. It depends what you look at. It's called Gideon's Day on IMDb. It must also be called Gideon of Scotland Yard. It depends if it's an English version or an American yeah. cut. Um, but in that, Jack Watling's in it as a curate. All right. And he gets a fight scene. Okay. Gets to beat some villains up, which is quite good. Um, and that's the reason we got the series, because I came across the film on More 4, or Film 4, which it was actually, yeah. and was intrigued by it. So I ended up watching the last half of it. Then I got it on DVD, and it's it's an Ita- it's not an Italian version, but it's an Italian distribution. Um so the cover's in Italian, and it's directed by John Ford, who was more commonly known for westerns. All right, okay. But uh, but it's very Technicolor and very um, uh, very much aimed at the American market. I mean, we've seen a few episodes of Gideon. I think we're yeah. on to disc two, or possibly even disc three. Um, I can't remember. I remember. There's four on a yeah. four on a disc. Yeah. There's, there's quite a few to get through. But um, I think this episode, with all its London. Yeah, location it is, it is filming shot. is very very well shot yeah. um and it, it's it's reminded me of something i wanted to say that you know people say why are you interested in archive tv mm-hmm. and it's not just things like the stories and no. the actors but it's social history Yeah, because you get to see the way of life at that yeah. particular moment yeah there's you, you see the architecture the yeah. fashions the yeah. cars the attitudes mm-hmm. all of this is important yeah you know I mean, yes, yes, you've got the actors in there, but it's it's showcasing an awful lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when something is as beautifully shot as this, yes, it it's was... a real historical document. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you if you if you like your sort of social history, you could you could watch it for that reason yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. But mm. I mean, I, I'm finding them pretty, they're pretty watchable. They are watchable. Yeah. yeah. They're not. They don't feel that sixties actually. No, they, they do feel very late fifties still. Because mm. you've got the stuff with the sort of motorbikes and things yeah. like that. The, the yeah, motorbike which is sort of like um, yeah, sort of almost like modern rockers, yeah. isn't it? Which yeah. is more fifties. Yeah. Or te- Teddy Boys and, and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's it, again, it's another of these series that. Oh, you know, if you've got some favourite actors from that period... They're bound to be in They're it. in there at some yeah. point, yeah. I mean, to see... Because there is an episode which I think we're coming up to when we... Because we must admit there's been a bit of a gap since we watched the last one. Yeah. But the next one we watch, or one of the next ones we watch, has got John Barriam from Sergeant Cork. Oh, right, OK. And he's actually not playing a policeman this time. <laughs> he's playing a villain. Which episode's that? Um... I can't remember what it's called. Because we've done the it's white. It's got rat. Richard Carpenter in it as well. From oh, oh, who was the writer of Robin of Sherwood? Yes. And Cat Weasel and Ghost of Motley Hall. Um, Firebug? Have we done the Firebug? No, we haven't done the Firebug. It's a bit beyond that. Uh, episode one oh six. This is the problem with these being listed in yeah. what I have to call the wrong order. Yeah, no, I'm not going to find it now. I can't mind. remember what it's called, That's but right if we word. find it, we'll tell you next time. <laughs> okay. Um, because. <laughs> You know, but yeah, it's, yeah, I'd like to see John Barry as, as something else. As something else, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. also, because after Sergeant Cork, or in between the Sergeant Corks, he's in Zed cars as well. Oh, that's right. So he's sort of, he's almost carved out a, a career as a policeman at this point. For, for, oh, for I've just spotted William Mervyn in oh, uh, God, How yes. to Retire Without Really Working. Okay. <laughs> Blimey, well, he, he gets everywhere, doesn't he? <laughs> but yeah, because I'm just looking at the, the white rat which you've just gone past. That's got um, is it Ray McAnally? Yeah. In it? Yes, Ray McAnally, yes, uh, is, is the albino criminal. The, yeah, albino criminal who's, who's 
who, who talks to white rats. He's got white rats as a pet. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a quite odd character. There are some it, really? odd characters. Yeah, yeah it's, it's you know, it's not your standard police series. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't go too weird. No. Um, not not in the sort of uh, it's dark outside. No, well, sort of weird, weirdness. It's dark outside. But I, th- I think just just very watchable. It is really very and, and just yeah. very well shot yeah. and. Yeah. And we should say John Hurt is superb in it. Yes. Um, I mean, he's not got a huge no, part. No, he hasn't in got it. a huge part. He's a supporting yeah. actor. Yeah. But he does it very well. Yeah. I said it's before it's before the posh gravity stuff, isn't it? Gravelly. Sorry? Posh gravelly. It's no, not gravity. no, no, no. David Tennant said, uh, loving the posh gravity stuff. Why would he be gravity? Oh, so he's got gravitas. It's gravelly. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Just David Tennant mumbling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any more thoughts or should we leave it there? <laughs> I think we should leave it there. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, now, a few few more thoughts from young Uncle Warren. Young Uncle Warren. Yes. Okay. And then we'll be back um, with a bit of... Bit of history. Bit of history. For yes. you. Not okay. necessarily good history. No, but we'll see you soon and back yeah. in a bit. Ta ra! Teddington Lock, Thames Television. I remember going to the studios, Birds of a Feather. Birds of a Feather, and that will be the first first series of that then. 91, 92 perhaps. Let me have a look. Um, 1989. Grief. Uh, is the original uh, series of. the first series episode. I think it might be second or third. Um, BBC. It would make it about 1991. The AFM. I've, I've got would, re- original transmission 16th of October 1989. So, for series one, though. for series one, yeah, I'm not sure it's a series one episode. Right? Okay. No, oh, definitely not. No, this this been definitely ninety one or ninety two. Okay. Um, I can remember um, I'd never been into a TV studios before, and I'd never been part of an audience, and that, that was sort of wow. So, did you have the the full we, sort of warm up routine the at the start? I can't remember who the warm up chap was, and he was sort of famous, and I can't. It's not Ted Robbins, is it? No, I want to say Felix. Bones. Yes. Is it? But I, I'm not sure. I, I would be doing him an injustice if I said it was and it wasn't. <laughs> Never mind. But, um, yeah, I know that Terry the Chef from uh, Faulty Towers is in it. Um, Brian Hall. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> um, I looked that up. <laughs> and I can remember that um, you've got the two girls and the next door neighbour home. Oh, Brain has dribbled out my ear. Dorian. Dorian. Dorian was brilliant. The lady who played Dorian, who is. Who is? Leslie Joseph. Thank you. <laughs> couldn't remember her lines. And she's a terrible corpser. And at one moment, they she's supposed to run into their kitchen out of breath. And you just can imagine the complete carnage. <laughs> and bless her, Joseph. Is, Leslie is, Joseph. Yeah, thank you. Leslie, <laughs> don't try because I got I'll no scripts. I write it down for you. Um, also, um, delivers her lines in exquisite French. Oh, or oh, pardon my French. All oh, right. She says a lot of pardon my French, <laughs> and she she went through a scene five times. I mean, on the third time, she just walked through the door and walked out again. She just couldn't <laughs> remember a thing. 
but it was great because at the end of the show they'd finish it they'd play the waddle eye song they call it waddle i do yes but they, they refer to it as the waddle eye and then you all go to the bar all right and they come out and have a drink with you oh that's nice and um like they need an excuse but. like they need an excuse yeah uh, and leslie joseph thank you thank you um was i couldn't get near her everybody wanted to talk to her and the other two pauline quirk and um we have a bird Leslie Robson. Linda Robson were all sort of sat at the end of the bar and no one talking to them. Bless us, I went and talked to them. And they were really, really nice because we were talking about Harvey Moon. Oh, yes. And, and uh, um, Pauline, who'd been in loads of kids' stuff as well. Yes, Pauline Quirk. Yeah, it's a, if you sort of look back, she, she, goes, she goes way back. There's an episode of Shadows. That Crikey, we yeah. found with her in. in That's right. They're in the house, aren't in they? The, in, in the, the house. house. Yeah. They're in a house. That sold that episode well. Didn't yeah, they're they're in a house. They're in a... They go into a stately home, don't they? They're, That's right. Um, and they try on some some genuine some... clothing, don't they? Yeah, and then yeah. genuine clothing. Something even worse. They dress up in period costume. Thank you. That's better. In a stately yeah. home, upset the um, ghost. Is it the ghost? There, well, it, there is a ghost involved, but it's, it's somebody drowned, wasn't it? That's yeah. right. Yes, she gets soaking wet, and that's they can't work out how she got wet. Yes, that's and right. She, yes. She's dressed up as the person who drowned. Yes, that's right. It was the the bride, wasn't it? That's it. Yes. 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 And it scares the bejeebas out the security guard. That's right. Yes. See if I can find it here. No, not really. No, can't find it. So we sold it well. It. Yeah, kids in a house. <laughs> kids in a house with clothes, shadows, brilliant. James <laughs> Cottings is the security guard. Oh, thank you. Well thank done. You. <laughs> Bye today. Don't delay. Available on network. Like most That's other series one are. of shadows, is it? It's series one. Yeah. Series one of shadows. Series thank one. you. <laughs> Here we go. Wait a minute. I can look at what it's called. Just uh, talk. Just, just talk generally. Talk. What should we talk about? I was going to say, do you want to name drop any other people that you've uh, encountered? Memorable people. Didn't you once have tea with Gary Lineker's mum? Oh, Gary Lineker's mum used to live no live underneath me when I lived on the Isle of Wight, and I went downstairs one day and um, bumped into his mum as she was coming out, followed by Gary Lineker and his family. And she invited me in for a cup of tea to have a cup of tea with Mrs. with herself and her son. Yes, so um, this is my son. She who's said, "My son Gary." This is my son Gary, but wouldn't tell me what he did for a living. <laughs> So didn't he say to you, what's your favourite football team? Yes, and I said, I don't like football. And it didn't go down very well. Oh, well at least I didn't introduce Top, um, top of the Pops. At least I didn't introduce um, Match of the Day in my pants. <laughs> Did you once have tea with Ian Lavender? Ian La- no, yes. I was um, a special constable up in in Suffolk for a while. And Ian Lavender used to live just outside a place called Mildenhall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got called. It was a, an old. I'm not sure if he lives there anymore, so I give a location. But I can um, remember going in to re- take a report with one of my colleagues, and this chap opens the door, and I went. And you know, when you're yeah, a that, fan, yeah, there's that moment, isn't there? Oh, it's you. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you say. Oh, it's 
you. Hello. <laughs> and the, yeah, that's the reply you usually get yeah. from someone. Hello. And then you have to apologise a lot, don't you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did read it. But it was really, really nice. Yeah. Really, really nice chat. But yeah, there's this terrible thing as a fan, isn't there? Mm. That um, I had this with Jackie Pierce. Oh, yes. On the tube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing there in uniform patrolling the tube. And doors open at Elephant Castle. I remember it being Elephant Castle. And uh, I thought, gosh, she's tall. <laughs> and it's Jackie Pierce. I went, oh. And I actually must might have said it out loud. And she yeah. sat next to me. And she just tapped the side of my leg. And I'm aware of sort of um, other people in the train sort of looking at me. And she's tapping. And she says, yes, darling. It's all right. <laughs> she, she says to me, yes, darling, it's all right. It, it is me. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, I better write pigs of this one. Oh, I? bless. <laughs> because you do, as, as, as a fan, mm. you, you, you try not to gush. And no. it's not gushing. You try not to go, oh, oh, oh. It, it's I, you. you. I remember you. you in something 50 years ago. Yeah, which, which you don't, don't remember doing. Which you don't remember doing. It's never really good to tell somebody you remember them. The the worst thing you possibly say is, I, I used to watch you as a child. I used to watch you when I was a kid. kid. Oh, thanks for that. That, that means yeah. I'm old. Yeah. Or my, you're my grand's greatest <laughs> hero type thing. Yeah, that never goes down well. The episode of Shadows is called Optical Illusion. Ah, ah. thank you very much. Well done. <laughs> Knew we'd get there in the end. It takes us a while. <laughs> and but... it's got Richard Willis in it as well from Full Circle. Yes. Phone. Oh, yeah. And, and he was in a relationship with Kate O'Mara. Yes. Oh. Okay. It wasn't. Um. <laughs> That's going to get cut. <laughs> I know it was. I just want to see your editing skill. Now on for it is a privilege and an honour to cast light on the dark places of history. edition of Mighty Moments from World History. My name is Desmond Olivier Dingle, and tonight my partner Bernard and myself will be looking at the peculiarly British legend of King Arthur and the court of Camelot. And thank you again to Warren. Yes, thank you, Warren. Uh, about time we recorded some more stuff with him, I think. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> We're running out of his stuff, but we are going to record some more interviews with, with other people. With other people in the hopefully, near future. In the yes. Very near future. Um, yeah. The Gideon's Way question about what was the one that uh, John Berry and Richard Carpenter were in was actually uh, The Wall. The Wall. Um, yes. From the 16th of September 1965. John Berry plays a curmudgeonly drunken landlord, mm. apparently. Okay. But now we're going to finish off with mm -hmm. the National Theatre of Brent. Oh, we love the oh. National Theatre of Brent. Uh, the National Theatre of Brent presents Mighty Moments from World History. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? Yeah. 
Arthur and Guinevere and Lancelot and the Knights of the Round Table and the Lady of the Lake. Right. That's the full episode okay. title. I didn't see the Lady of the Lake. I saw Wait, Bernard in a tank. Well, you saw Bernard... Yeah. I saw him keep dropping the sword back into the tank. <laughs> Waving the sword about. And then yeah. dropping it back into the tank and having to pick it up again. But the National Theatre of Brent, who who are they? It's, well, it's Desmond Olivier Dingle. Who in reality is played by, by Patrick Barlow. Patrick Barlow, yes. And, and his entire acting company. Company, which is Bernard. Does he ever get a surname? Bernard. Right. And, and later... Wallace. Wallace. And later again, and later again Raymond. Ra- Raymond Box. Raymond Box. Who gets a surname? He's the only one that gets yeah. a surname. So Bernard is Robert Austin. Yes. Wallace, Jim Broadbent. Yes. And Raymond is John Ram. Yes. Now, the um, episodes we're talking about here are from late 1985. King mm-hmm. Arthur's the 13th of November 1985. Okay. On Channel 4. Yeah. And the idea is that the National Theatre of Brent present. Historical, history, historical yeah. stories and reenactments, yes. and it's sort of educational as well, yes. isn't it? Sort of. Um, so they're reconstructing things from, yes. history. from history, and yes. unlike the sort of you know high budget mm. reconstructions you tend to get these days, these, these it's, days. Just, it's just it's Raymond. Just, it's just Raymond. the two of them, or, or, and yes. it's all terribly shoddy, isn't it's it? It's very shoddy, yes. yes. Uh, but at the same time. It's quite endearing. Yes, yeah. it, it it's it's endearingly so, and mm. I mean they 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 do a scene with Lancelot and Guinevere, mm. um, and they're just wearing suits. Yes, suits and ties. Suits and 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 um, Bernard's got a wimple. On. Yes, um, but they they do this sort of scene where they sort of admit that they sort of love each other. Yeah, and it's actually really quite tender, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I love the way at the end the camera draws out and they're surrounded by this sort of cut-out heart thing with, with, plastic with a, lo- fruit with a load it. of fruit stuck on it, yeah. which includes bananas and pineapples, yes. which are, perhaps aren't historically accurate. No. Um, but a big thing is that it's also, it's all done essentially, essentially as a live stage production as yes. well. So yes. you've got the studio audience yes. who have to join in. Who have to join in. But there was one I noticed... Who they didn't pick on yeah. and didn't wear his hat. All right, yeah, but they yeah. they single out one bloke. Yes. Now they have to do a, the audience has to do a scene where they're being sort of a a, yeah. a lady, yes, of, of a courtly lady, a courtly and she lady, sees yeah. she's doing what crochet. Yes, so you have to make the act. You I was I was actually sitting here you doing, were doing it. it. Yes, I know mm-hmm. I was sitting at home and I didn't have to join mm-hmm. in, but um, National Theatre Brent just makes me join in. All I'm right, sorry, okay. Okay. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and they they go and pick on one bloke yes. and make him do make all the him actions. Do all the actions. He has to like. So he has to crochet. Then he has to look see, at the window. He sees a knight. Then he has to avert his, gaze, his gaze. Then he has another look. Then yeah. he gives a coy smile. Yes. And he has to do all of this. Yeah. And the poor bloke sat there feeling a bit embarrassed. Yes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been but, laughing too lo- lo- loudly, so he gets picked on. Yes, but they they do get a bit more ambitious when they do yeah. the the water tank sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ber- Bernard's got this. He's got this all, all diving, cost- diving costume with a snorkel on, yeah. and yeah. and sort of oxygen yeah. tank yeah. and everything. He has yeah. to do the Lady of the Lake sequence with the sword. He keeps yeah. on, as you said, he keeps on dropping, dropping it. the sword. Yeah. But actually, his uh, his water tank is a bit more sturdy than the one Sophie Aldred had to use in yeah. Battlefield. Yeah, there's no yeah. cracks in the, appearing. The, the glass in this. doesn't break. No, no. 
And flood the studio. Although um, Desmond does end up in the water. Yes. Because he's dressed up as Merlin he's at this point. He's dressed up as Merlin. With a big yeah, hat on. a big pointy hat on with stars on it. But, uh, I mean, it's really hard to describe this this to people. But they, they, they've done an awful lot, actually. Yeah. If you, you look, I mean, they've done TV stuff. Mm-hmm. They've done stage stuff. Yeah. Uh, they've done radio stuff. And they've done a, a few books. Um, mm-hmm. I say, we... I, I persuaded you to go and see them you did. once, and you didn't know what you were going, no. letting yourself in for. Not really, really, no, no. We went to the Bush Theatre, yes, which is a tiny, Bush. tiny little theatre above yeah. the pub. Yeah, um, and it really is tiny. You could virtually touch, stretch out and, and touch, touch them, touch them on stage. And they were doing yeah. the Messiah, weren't they? they? Were. Um, yes. And there's a sequence where they're pretending to ride along. On a donkey. On a now donkey. you were sat on the edge of. I was on the end of the row. There the were no the uncrated row. seating. You yeah. just sat where you sat. And I sort yeah. of knew what we were in store for, but yeah. I don't think you did, did no. you? No. Especially when Desmond comes up to oh, you. Oh God, yes. And mm. asks you to hold his invisible, hold donkey invisible donkey for the rest of the scene. Yes. So you have to stand there with so, your hand no, up. I sat there. I sat. You sat there with your hand with my up. hand out, holding the donkey's bridle. Yes. Yeah. Whilst they do a whole scene, the and whole then they scene. they come and get you, uh, get, the, get donkey. the donkey back yeah. off you, and yeah. sort of give you a yeah. give you a little round of applause, yes. don't they? Yeah. Then later on, you had to play a, we, we, yeah, a heckler, a wasn't heckler. it? Well, we, I think you did that as well. I, would, I yeah. think I think you no, you had to shout up your Appian way, <laughs> yes. didn't you? you? They gave yeah. you a line. I got a line. Yeah. Yeah. So you you've acted with the I've National Theatre of Brent. Yes, I've acted with with. Patrick Barlow. Yes, yeah. and a few years later, we saw them at the National Theatre. At the National Theatre, I think in 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 the Olivier Theatre, yes. which is the biggest one, doing the Wonder of Sex. Yes, and that involved um, various sort of stories, but yeah, it did we, include. I think we were the proterian. Yeah, it included um, Rasputin. Rasputin. So Rasputin, the Mad Monk with the Mad Staring Eyes. Yeah. And at this point, it's Raymond. Yes. And Raymond gets a bit overexcited, doesn't he? No, that was it? Messiah, wasn't he? He got overexcited when, when he was Herod. Oh, he was Herod and he had yeah. a big hat on. And he had a big hat. And, and he, he kept running, running up to the audience. And waving his hands ha, ha. at people. And of course, everybody sort of clapped him and Desmond got upset. Yeah, well, Desmond let, threatened to leave at yes. one point. Well, he did. Yeah, he got his coat and his hat and, and his, his carrier bag. bag. We had to persuade him and to come back. It's like, you know, like with Tinkerbell in Peter yeah. Pan, you had to clap. But but the Rasputin thing, we, mm. yeah, we were Russian mm. peasants, weren't and we? I thought we were the pl- proletariat. I can't even say it. Yeah, that is yeah. the peasants. Oh, and right, we, okay. we had to, like, sort of point yeah. at the, yeah. the, the, uh, the people above us. The people above, the, the, yeah. the upper classes. Yes. And then they got a load of people on stage to be Cossacks, didn't yes. they? To be horses. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, the sort of climactic end of the the, the thing. Act, yeah. the, the the set collapses the front, on yeah, them, the doesn't front it? Of the house because it was a house, wasn't it? And it collapsed. It, it's a sort of Buster Keaton yeah, sort of silent real, movie yeah. thing. And and literally, if they were stood in the wrong place, yeah, they'd have them. got squashed. Yeah, and it made a hell of a crash when it hit the stage. Yeah, but you saw it swaying at first. Yeah. And, uh, and you thought, oh, blimey, that's going down. And, yeah. and yeah, they they got away with it. Yeah, but literally, I think there was about a couple of millimetres or centimetres either side of them. Mm. But then obviously probably it's so well rehearsed that they know exactly where to stand. But but getting back to the King Arthur thing, um, it, it's interesting that um, 
I mean, there's all these legends to do with yes. with Arthur. Yes. And w- one of the one of the ones that perhaps people don't know about is that is is a supposed association with Glastonbury Abbey. Yeah, yeah. But be fair, there's a lot of places where he's supposed yes, yes. to be. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Is this thing about he must have been in twenty places at once? Yeah. There's lots of King Arthur's. Um, but in eighteen. No, 1184, there was a fire at Glastonbury Abbey which destroyed some of the buildings. Um, yeah. And so they needed pilgrims to visit and donate money. <laughs> to donate money, yeah. So, funnily enough, um, uh, uh, by 1191, they'd apparently discovered the tomb of Arthur and Guinevere. And Guinevere, yeah, which you can still go and see the, the where they're supposed to be buried. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but these days it's generally put down as a publicity stunt yeah. to drum up money. Money for the monks. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. we went to Easter once, didn't we? And we had to look for um, something. Was it a monk? Um, no, it wasn't a monk. It was, we had to look for something and you found one and yeah. then the monk had gone for his lunch. Yeah, we had to take a so picture had, of the monk. Yeah, we yeah. had to wait for the monk to come back from his lunch. Yeah, were you there? Yeah. Was yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was just me. I yeah, well, I was there too. Yeah, but yeah, um, mighty moments from world history. Only round they did they did the Messiah mm. as a one-off. Uh, they did King Arthur, Lawrence of Arabia, the Dawn of Man, and Boadicea. Right. Um, and that that was pretty much it for television. Yeah. Um, for for a while, they did do Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, on BBC Two, right? That was actually quite big budget because yeah. they actually got to go to to Paris. Oh wow, that's a lot, but that's a big budget because that's Jim Broadbent's in that that's one. That's Jim isn't Broadbent it? by that yeah. point because because yeah. um, Desmond's been marat in the bath. Isn't yes, he? I, I shall brood upon the iniquities inherent yeah. in the system, and he and Jim Broadbent he sat in the tin bath, yeah. still with his suit on his suit and with on, no yeah. water. No water then, yeah. And Jim Broadbent yeah. leans over with a with a jug of water. Do you want some more hot in? Yeah. <laughs> It's Marat's mum. <laughs> it, just, it makes me laugh every time that one. Because uh, is Marat the one that got murdered in the bath? Murdered, yes, he, he, he's dead in the bath. Yeah, yeah. That's as, a, Mr. as a painting. Mr. Pooter, isn't it? Yes. Mr. Pooter uh, oh, paints Mr. his Pooter's bath red, and, and then all the red comes off. red paint, and he thinks, and he he's, thinks he's Marat he, in the yeah, bath. Yeah. In the bath so. Yes. That's yeah. weird how those two memories are linked. Yes, it's yeah. very strange. <laughs> and and a few years later, they did massive landmarks of the twentieth century. Yeah. Which is another. Yeah. Channel 4 job. I yes. think this is available on the Channel 4 all On four, Demand. All 4 or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah, On Demand service. Which is really slow. Which is Death of a Queen, yeah. which is Queen Victoria, the Russian, that's yeah. Rasputin, mm-hmm. Edward and Mrs. Simpson, or Mrs. Simpkins, as it's they keep both, on saying. It's Wallace mostly called. Yeah, that, Cuban yeah. Missile Crisis, Man on the Moon, and Impeachment of a President. Yeah. Um, but it's a real, real shame. I find that none yeah, of this is really should be released on on DVD. Is, is available. Yeah. Uh, years ago, they did have a rather good website where yeah. you could sort of post stuff yeah. and talk to, to Desmond. Desmond and and Raymond. Yeah. Um, that website seems to have folded long ago because yeah. we saw Desmond in Bath, wasn't it? He was yes. reading from reading from his book from his. Well, we had a book about Shakespeare, yes. and then his other book, All the World's a Globe, yeah. from Lima to Cosmonaut. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently has got a foreword by Omar Sharif. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, but that that that's come out in several editions. I got the original red one. red cover, yeah. and then he by that point he'd done a, a revised edition of it. Yeah, because it mentions Tom Baker playing Rasputin. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know we got we got a book each. I don't know if we mm. got the same book each. No, it was the same one, yeah. and he signed it. And he signed it, and then he got he got yours no, wrong, he did didn't it he? Wrong, and I can't he remember got the what year he wrong. did. Yeah, he had to cross it out and yeah. write it in again. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's when we were being terribly arty. It was like the um, Bath Literary Festival. Yes, it was, yeah. So we stayed in a hotel and we yeah. had, what was it? Champagne and fruitcake. Champagne and fruitcake. And yeah. I had to finish your champagne because yeah, you didn't like nice. it. Then we went to see... Patrick Barlow. Yeah, and Stephanie Cole was Stephanie there. Stephanie Cole was there. Yes. She was just his mate, was she? Yeah, was she, she just yeah. turned up. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. She live around there or not? I don't know. Yeah, don't... But she was definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 really worth seeking out if yes. you if you can. And if yeah. if you've got the same sort of slightly odd sense, sense of humour, but you like history. Yeah, um, didn't they do something for the Secret and Policeman's Ball? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm sure I remember seeing them on the Secret Policeman's Ball. Possibly. I don't know. Mm. Um, there is some radio stuff, the arts and how they was done. Um, uh, giant ladies that changed the world. <laughs> uh, complete and utter history of the Mona Lisa. And All the World's a Globe was also done on. Uh, Radio 4 as well. So mm. occasionally they pop up on mm. on the BBC sort of players and, and things like but the, that. But there is another thing as well that where whoever Desmond's writing's not always very clear, is it? So whoever mm. his assistant is can't often quite read the words the reads right. properly and they'll say things wrong and he's he's hissing at them what they're supposed to say. Yeah. James Bullbent's character Wallace is particularly prone to that. Calls him De- Demson at one point, doesn't he? What are you saying Demson for? Well, it's, that's what it says in the script, Desmond. It was a typing <laughs> error, isn't it? <laughs> and they really start to sort of niggle at each yeah. other. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just just it's strange and it's silly but it but it's also yeah. clever and yeah. it's and it's quite as i said it's quite touching on yes. occasions when they do their sort of but the problem more is more tender stuff anytime you see patrick barlow you can't take him seriously can you no no well yeah he, he occasionally pops up in sort in of stuff yeah in films isn't yeah, he's, it he's in the first bridget jones movie is he in very orange all oh, right okay because he's he's um a shopping channel host oh yes yes um isn't he in a few Richard Curtis ones as yeah, well? Yeah, well, that think. is a Richard yeah. Curtis one. Oh, that is one. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so but I think that's our sort of overlooked series yes. that we we we'd really yeah. recommend looking at. So just look up National Theatre of Brent yeah, and, I'm, and I'm see what you can you'll, find. You'll, you'll laugh at something. Yes. yes. Oh yes. All right, and yeah. I think that's just about it for this yes. issue. Yeah. Um, it's turned out to be another long one. Yeah, sorry. That's that's <laughs> all right. But um, now we just do the sign off and. Yeah. We'll start thinking about episode eight. Eight, wow. What a frightening thought. It is. See you soon then. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's just about all for this week, except for the reassuring news that Mercuroids, the Wonder Rejuvenator, are now sixpence off for a trial offer. Give your lumbering prehistoric sea monster the shiny scales he deserves. Restore his pep and zing like that of a young... I warned you! Now go and stand in the corner! 
but you won't be able to hear me do the end credits, madam. I don't care about that. I've got an emergency Mr Cummings available, and I'm not afraid to summon him up. Mr Cummings, you're needed. Yes, Mistress Lisa. That was episode seven of Round the Archives, starring Lisa Parker and Andrew Trowbridge with Paul Chandler and Warren Cummings. On the musical side, you heard Dan Tate and Paul Chandler. The script for the National Theatre of, Pre- of Brent presents mighty moments from world history, King Arthur and Guinevere and Lancelot and the Knights of the Brent Table and the Lady of the Lake. I bet you're regretting making me stand in the corner now. Silence, wretch, was by Patrick Barlow and Jude Kelly with additional material by Robert Austin. And the producer was Andrew Snell. Hello and welcome to issue episode seven. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm Lisa. And uh, that's Andrew. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I'm Andrew. <laughs> and I'm Joanna Lumley. Uh, yes, hello, welcome back. We have a few corrections from last time. Don't, yes, don't we do. We made a few boo boos. A boo boos. Uh, I think I said episode two of Mind Your Language was broadcast just after the 19th. 19- Series two, you said. Series two. Oh, see, I've made a mistake in making a mistake. <laughs> Correct. Oh dear. So, correction to the correction. I think I said that series three, series, series two <laughs> of Mind Your Language. Let's start this again. Hello and welcome to episode seven of Mind uh, Your Archives. Yeah, Mind Your Archives. Mind Your Archives. <laughs> Have we changed it? Yes. Let's try that again. Mr. Cummings, you're needed. Yes, Mistress Lisa. That was episode seven. Of- <laughs> you don't have to make the noise. Oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs>